Do an intro. It's like might as well, mate. All right. Are the vocal cords okay? Are, are they dusted off? Have you the hair? <coughs> <laughs> do, do you want a countdown? Go on, can't we? Drum roll, please. Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Sega fans of all ages, it's me, Dandy, the Mega Driver, and here as ever, it's James the Segaholic. We're back. How you doing, buddy? And if you're not down with it, we got two words for ya. Suck it. Um, no. <laughs> Press uh, stop. <laughs> That's a yeah. Well, it's a family show. Uh, yeah. No, we, we are indeed, mate. We are we are back after almost what six months away. Um, personal life and work life and everything else kind of just got in the way at that point as it always seemed to then but you and I have constantly kept in touch for the last kind of six months I've been annoying you with some of the most ridiculous <laughs> whatsapp shit <laughs> poor guy's trying to work man there's me sitting going I've got five minutes I'll just send Dan a message <laughs> send Dan a couple of uh, impressions and Arnie clips aye <laughs> well I've We've got some plans for those army clips, listeners. So you know, there's a wee hint there, but yeah, just, yeah. we're delighted to be back here with you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because we love it so much. I think uh, I think neither of us took the uh, the hiatus lightly. Um, I think, kind of, especially on my part, I think, kind of an explanation because it was me that texted you first, wasn't it? Saying, "Look, I'm really thinking that we're going to need to to take to step back for a bit." Um, I think from my from my side of things, I've been super busy at work. I've had to recruit a whole new team since last year. Um, decided to move house because you know why not? <laughs> <laughs> been there, and, done that as well, mate. Yeah. So I can, I can sympathise exactly. And you've just been through it as well, and we've managed to get through there just about. But um, I think when I was looking down the barrel and saw the house move coming up, we're already looking at. We've only just moved in. We've been here three weeks now. We've, you know, we're not long been here, so this <laughs> this has been fermenting for about six months. Um, so yeah, it was wasn't something either of us took lightly. And I I just looked at it and thought I don't know when I'm going to have time to to commit to this. And I think from my perspective, the amount of times, mate, when I said, oh, well, the missus is wanting to get to bed now, I need to get off the computer, I need to <laughs> get up, <laughs> etc. But um, now, now, new crib, got a dedicated office that's downstairs and away from everyone. And uh, yes, going to get back into it, mate. I mean, as you've been saying, we speak every day, pretty much. Pretty much, eh? I mean, it's... We we met each other to start this podcast through Twitter, but we we have become mates from a distance kind of thing. We it's, it's never kind of we'll never stop talking. So, um, but I mean, I think whenever you sent me that message, my first response to you was, you know, I was having kind of similar thoughts because um, I felt kind of bad as well because obviously I knew the kind of pressures you had in terms of you know your your own kind of workload and then the kind of house move and stuff like that and the family things and uh those times never you would be able to kind of set aside a time to record and i'd end up having to cancel because things on my end were kind of not quite lining up so it was quite kind of frustrating that we had all these ideas and i remember the show we signed off with you know we we went into a, a big spiel about all the plans that we had and what we were wanting to do in, in 2022 and build on what we'd done in 2021 and obviously then we kind of dropped the the bombshell that we were we were going away and I think 
initially we were going away. I don't think we originally planned it as being a hiatus, but as as you said, it didn't sit well with either of us. Um, we both definitely missed it. I, I quit Twitter altogether um, in terms of the, the Segaholic account. I, I took that opportunity to kind of deactivate and step away for the retro gaming scene and, and sort of kind of reboot myself um, as a kind of online personality as well, kind of fresh start the account. Did deactivate. I didn't. I came back on end of March and searched for the Sega Holic, and no one had taken it. I thought some bam might have taken it and set up a parody. Go, this guy's an idiot. Um, <laughs> There's only one Sega Holic. <laughs> Football chants. Um, but I, it was still there, so I kind of I took it and I left it sitting there with with no followers and, and not following anybody and no kind of profile, and then. You know, there was people in the community that had been reaching out and kind of via yourself and you were sending me messages and people were asking for me and things. And I thought, if I'm going to go back, I need to kind of, you know, as I said, reboot myself and, and kind of change things up. And the account has, it's run differently now than when I was on first time. I just share Sega clips, you know, advert stuff for old Sega magazines, old kind of any clips fail at TV shows like Games Master, Bad Influence, kind of gameplay clips I record myself and just try to kind of put, daily just Sega content, not kind of getting involved in too much kind of to and fro and, and kind of chit chat because obviously I don't have the kind of the collection anymore like yourself, Dan. You've got, you know, plenty of games that you can show off and stuff like that. So I need to kind of come at it from a different angle. Um but I it's been good so far that, that Dreamcast tweet I put out is like literally went viral. <laughs> it's like Yeah, we're mad. <laughs> notifications off. <laughs> it's like uh, yeah. But I so that that's kind of my side of it. So it was kind of like a mutual thing where we we both felt the strain of it, but um, we were both kind of choking to get back at it. So we thought we would come back and do this kind of return episode just to lay the foundations, let everyone know what's going on, and here we are. We are back. We are back. Yeah, that, that new account's been absolutely brilliant, mate. Some quality tweets that you've been coming out with, some great content, and some really good engagement. It's been uh, it's been lovely to see, and yeah, it's like. My my mantra for Twitter these days is I I've got my thing going. I do uh, daily Sega games, which is kind. Of, I sometimes I feel like it's a noose around my neck because I have this thing where I have to see something through. Um, I think that's what <laughs> that was what, what I found so heartbreaking about the first time we had to you know when we had to make the decision to to stop the show. Um, but like yeah, I like seeing things through. And uh, I tell you what, mate, trying to post a Sega game every day when you, when the, all the games were packed up and. Uh, <laughs> Of course, and I didn't have access to anything. You know, how am I going to take any screenshots? <laughs> I've taken these ones. What am I going to pick? Well, everything's up in boxes. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I kind of regret making that decision at the beginning of the year now. But I'm, what am I, is it 207, 208 today? Something so, like that. Aye, <laughs> Street, streets of Rage on the Game on Gear, the Game wasn't Gear, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, great port. Yes, it. brilliant port. They did the Master System one on Monday, yeah. So, yeah, um, but yeah. It's like I said to you, mate. It's it's just better just sometimes just to stay out of you know the back and forth, like you say. Uh, I've done it for a long time. I, my think, feeling is that you just can't win an argument on Twitter, even if you're right, <laughs> even if even if you've got all the evidence in the world and everyone backing you, no one ever backs down. So it's just best Aye. to not jump up at all because there'll always be that someone. And then I find myself, I used to find myself seething about it. I'd have an argument with someone over a bowl of cornflakes in the morning. I'd be thinking about it lunchtime. <laughs> I'd be going to bed thinking about it. And now I just think, well, do you know what? 
mute them, get on with it. Yeah, it's it's much better that way. Aye, no, hundred percent. I see. The kind of earlier on made me laugh as well. I, I'd put out a tweet. I kind of do it every morning as well. I just wish everybody good morning. Can I put a wee Sega related tweet out? And I just put, "What are you playing on this fine Wednesday?" And I put out the title scenes of Sega Rally VF. No, Sega Rally Max TT, Outrun two thousand and six, Coast to Coast, and Jet Set Radio Future. And I used the hashtags Sega, Saturn, and Dreamcast, and some one decided they wanted to try and correct me and assume that I didn't know that two of those games were on the Saturn and none were on Dreamcast because I didn't use the Xbox hashtag. And why don't I use the Xbox hashtag? Because I don't want that audience. I do not want... (laughs) I do not want the console war rubbish from the Xbox hashtag finding its way to me. But so I just I want the Sega audience. So maybe I should have put the Xbox hashtag because this person obviously thought he doesn't know the knows of Xbox games. I took the screenshots on my own my own Xbox. I owned them back in the day. I do know that the Xbox games. So you should I, have put a Mega Drive hashtag in there, mate. I just I <laughs> you can't run that on a Mega Drive. <laughs> have you seen the fan mod scene? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh well coming soon mate but uh what else you been up to sega wise you were uh, you were getting into shenmue 2 did you did you did you finish that in the end i haven't finished it yet mate no i'm on disc three um which you know given my well-known previously dreamcast issues is is quite a, a feat because um i think in fact i think that's actually something that i managed it is actually i got that resolved while we were we were off off air obviously i was having those kind of issues where my Dreamcast would would randomly reset um, after maybe 40 minutes of gameplay. If you're playing Crazy Taxi, the textures on the road would disappear. It looked like you were driving Doc Brown's equivalent of a taxi. You know, <laughs> where we're going, we don't need roads. Um, and then it would just basically bug out and crash. Um, so I, I'd went through much to my wonderful wife's despair um, and God love her for her patience because... Um, I've I've bought multiple GDMUs, um, which which benefited you because yeah, I thought I was I, I thought I was giving oh mate now this thing might be a bit janky it might reset a couple of times no it's not going to reset because it was my motherboard um, <laughs> that, that was gubbed uh, in the end um, by different power supplies Pico P issues Dream P issues Dream Power P issues um, and it turned out that you know I, I blew a stock P issue because I ran it that that long thinking oh that's fixed it. It only works with a stock P issue. I've cleaned the power pins, and it turned out that there was obviously some some kind of um, capacitor on the the motherboard. They're quite flat, the Dreamcast capacitors, but um, one of them must have obviously gone because that's what was causing it. I bought one, uh, another one on eBay, just to, cosmetically wise. It wasn't in great nick, but um, the motherboard was obviously fine. Switched that out. Um, and lo and behold, everything's working fine. All my mods are in place, all working fine. So, yes, disc three of Shenmue 2, mate, is, is what I've got up to. Um, if I remember, I'm getting round the, the Kowloon apartment blocks. Um, at my last memory, I was looking for a woman who purchased a bird. So I was going round pet shops in one of the one of the, the tower blocks in Kowloon trying to find this person. Um, so that's what I'm up to in Shenmue 2, mate. But I, I do... See, I want to finish it because I, I shamefully didn't finish it back in the day. But at the same time, like, if I finish it, I've no means to play free. So no. <laughs> do I want it to end? No. <laughs> no, no. It's And I know exactly what you mean, especially when you get to disc four. Uh, disc four, for me, was one of the most magical uh, scenes in gaming. 
Uh, I absolutely loved every minute. It's weird because <laughs> the actual gameplay side of it is is light to say to say the least. Uh, probably got more in common with modern Sony games, but uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's. It's it's pretty light in the gameplay, but a really high in experience, and it's one of my favourite sections of any game. Um, it's whenever I think, do I prefer Shamu One or Two? I think it's Kowloon and that part that actually um, that's a bit over for me. Are you are you playing it dubbed or are you playing it subbed? Uh, no, I'm playing I'm playing it um, subbed, mate. I, I prefer the. I much prefer to play it with, with, with Japanese audio. I just, uh, the, the English audio that we get, you know, obviously it's kind of legendary and the, the kind of lines we got, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, where are the sailors hanging out? And I'm looking for sailors <laughs> and, hmm, I see. But I just think, in a way, and I've always held that opinion, is that I think the, the English audio sort of it rips you out of the experience a wee bit. And I think having the, the Japanese audio um, with English subtitles really makes uh, a big difference. I just think it's more authentic that way. That's how I prefer to play it anyway. Um, and I do have plans to go back and play the first game as well. Because um, again, there is a, a fan mod out there that, that allows you to to obviously play the, the first game in Japanese um, audio, but with English subtitles, which wasn't an option on mm. the, the retail release. Yeah, I keep meaning to go back to, to cause I didn't play them that long ago. Uh, I played uh, one, two, and three. Oh, actually, it must have been a while ago because it's when three came out. So <laughs> it's a couple of years ago now. I'm well overdue <laughs> due to replay them. But I played the HD versions of them. Aye. And uh, obviously, the first game, I played them all dubbed. And the first game, obviously, is exactly as I remember it because I, you know, we grew up with the PAL version. I yep. see. <laughs> years ago i was chinese <laughs> oh my god I... <laughs> um but uh i played shenmue 2 for the first time dubbed via the hd collection and i could not tell you any dialogue from it i can't obviously you know uh is it Corey, the actor for rio uh yeah people yeah. from Sh- the shenmue fan community screaming at me right now um yeah <laughs> he was kind of as you'd expect but because I played Shenmue 2 on the Dreamcast so many times and that's, you know, subs, uh, I don't think anyone stuck out for me because the, the one thing that sticks out on me is, is, is you know, the characters Ren and Joy. And uh, my favourite is uh, Nu, <laughs> however you pronounce it, Donu, the, the giant guy in, uh, in Kowloon. Because when he's chasing you around, he's going, you rats! <laughs> well, obviously he's saying it in Japanese, but that's the way I always interpret it. And I remember when he said it, I was like, oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> Aye, <laughs> it doesn't quite have the same impact, does it? It's, no. I, I just think, I don't know if they read these scripts or they thought, right, oh, this is just so cheesy that we're just going to have, like, maybe they couldn't deliver the lines as, as, like, as seriously. I think that the Japanese crew, or maybe it's just because also we don't speak native Japanese, maybe maybe to a native Japanese listener, um, maybe the Japanese version sounds equally as cheesy to them. Yeah, as, I do wonder that sometimes. You, you know, um, but we're sitting here going, this is so authentic. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese are going, you kept me on. Um, <laughs> sounds like deep fear acting to them. <laughs> oh, God. Hi. <laughs> oh, um, so I, no, it's just... It's a, it's a cracking game so far. I'm, I'm looking forward to to death. I mean, what you've just said about Disc Four there, um, obviously light on gameplay but heavy on experience. I mean, we've been conditioned to that for Sony games, you know, first party for <laughs> for two decades or something. So um, nothing will change with that. But I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm looking forward to, to to obviously getting through it. But at the same time, it'll be a bit bittersweet because 
there's there's kind of some games that I think if you if you hold back from finishing them, it kind of I don't know a wee bit of a loon about them that you've you've never got the time to sit down and finish them or you know they remain a kind of an, an unknown kind of quantity um, and you always think oh, I've got time to go and play that I'll go back and play that one day and maybe you never will but um, I'm I I definitely need to finish it but I will be sad whenever the credits roll. Yeah, no, I know the feeling. Um... I get that with some of the Yakuza games. I've been making my way through that series. I'm on. I've just finished five not that long ago. So, Jeez, I'm, I'm is, getting there. Is that what you were doing then? Is that the games you've been mainly getting into then, the Yakuza ones? Yeah, I mean, uh, bits and pieces of other ones. So like Shinobi for the PS2 is a long game that I've finally managed to get my hands on. Uh, Sonic Pocket Adventure on the Neo Geo Pocket was another one I was pleased to But they're like drops in the water compared to the ocean of Yakuza that I've been playing for the amount of time that it take, takes for you to get through each game. Um, it's kind of, it's like all of them have so much extra stuff to do. I remember beating Zero and I did it in something like 30 hours and it said you have completed 1% of the game. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I'll put that to side because I'll go back to that one day. And then it's the same with Kiwami and Kiwami 2. Okay. Um, the only thing was with Yakuza Five, uh, it was fifty hours to get to to get to the through the main story. Jeez! And I was like, yeah. And it said there I'd done about two percent. I did try to do all the uh, like Kiryu does these taxi missions, which were quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it's it's bonkers because well Yakuza is nuts anyway. Aye, Kiryu son, Majima. But. Uh, yeah, there's all these there's five characters. One of them's like a girl that you play as. I won't spoil this plot for you, but she's trying to be like a pop star. So like one minute you're playing as a character fighting gangsters and stuff, and the next you're playing as this girl trying to be a pop star, doing kind of a dance dance revolution sub game. <laughs> she levels up like you're in your Kiryu or any of the other characters, you level up by walking around the, the street just like you're a, just like you're on a night out in Watford or something, just getting into rucks and knocking people out. But then like if you're the girl, then you just all of a sudden just see street people like dance you start dancing against them. It's uh it's bizarre. But yeah. <laughs> Rio had this uh Rio <laughs> Freudian slip there. Kiryu san had a uh, a taxi job in in his story and uh yeah, that was that was pretty fun. So I did most of the missions on that, but all the other ones, there's just so much of it. I think it would, it would take like two hundred hours, and <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> Mate, what was the the video? What, what um, Yakuza was it from that you sent me the the clip that that kind of blew both our minds? Because we've spoke so many times on Twitter and on here about Jet Set Radio Future not being re- remastered or made backwards compatible. And we've always assumed it's licensing issues because of the soundtrack. <laughs> and you sent me a clip and as a character walks in, it's like an arcade or something or, or a, a kind of gambling kind of parlour and, and Concept of Love starts playing. Yeah, it was the clip I sent you was from Yakuza 4, but it's actually in Yakuza 5 as well. Yeah, because they're from a Mahjong parlour. And uh, <laughs> I went in there and I could hear um, uh, a new venture from, God, what is it? Sonic Pocket Adventure. Is it Sonic Pocket? No, Sonic, Jesus, Sonic Rush Adventure. Sorry, completely forgot the name of the game. And Sonic Rush Adventure. So I walked in and it was like, la, 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 new venture. Everyone's going to love us getting back to the singing. But then, oh, uh, yeah, um, I was walking around talking to someone. Uh, I think it was about a plate or something, something random. And then all of a sudden, uh, Concepts of Love blew. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought they didn't have. The, I thought they couldn't get the rights to this. Aye. Where's Jet Set Radio Future then? Aye. Aye. You, say, you just said, went, listen to this, and I'm like, right, okay. Neil, 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 Neil. I'm a hard with a minute, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. They're still selling those games as well. All the remastered Yakuza's are. They're all on Game Pass. Uh, they're all on the Xbox Store. They're all available on PC and PlayStation. So what's obviously they've got the license for, for you know it might be other songs, but um, what's what's the name Hideki Nakamura that does That's the right. soundtrack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, most of them are his, aren't they? Yes, I mean unless unless maybe they've they've only only purchased the rights back to use that one. <laughs> Just bring back Jet Set Radio Future with just that song. That's yeah, that'll people, do. That'll do. It's only one people remember anyway. You know. Yes. Well, what maybe one day, but I mean, some of the news that's been going on while we're gone concerns Jet Set Radio because you know this whole Sega Super Game project. Ah, <laughs> there's been talk about like Crazy Taxi and Jet Set Radio getting yeah. some kind of you know brand new ground up reboots. Um, would be interesting to see how they fare. Um, I think, again, they're both very much products of their time. So, again, I just I just wonder how they would go about translating that to to the kind of modern era. Um, yeah. What they would do with it. Um, so, I but it's certainly interesting to see this super game thing. Um, I just. Very, very sparse on details, but I mean, the fact, uh, is it going to be maybe like, is the Super Game a collection of, of maybe remasters or, or, or reboots of, of classic franchises? I mean, I don't think people would complain about that too much. Um, I mean, I've always said what I would love Sega to do, and I, I think I've spoken about it on here before, so I wouldn't kind of go into the, the massive long <laughs> spiel about it, but <laughs> you know, long story short, you, you get the a cloud-based arcade. You basically start with a stock arcade and you buy packs of machines and you can basically go into your arcade on the cloud and essentially decorate it any way you want. You can have any memorabilia, any posters, any machines, lay them out however you want and then you could use your friends list to go around and visit their arcades and play them and your friends on their machines and things like that. I just think that would be phenomenal and a great way for them to kind of bring certain arcade ports that you know licenses aside like if they had to maybe amend scud race and take out golf and you know the ferrari logos and the porsche logos and the cars and things like that same with sega rally and lancia and, and toyota and stuff like that but i just think having that kind of thing i don't that would appeal to me greatly to be able to do that but yeah the the fact that they're talking about bringing back those two franchises and it's tied into the super game thing makes me think maybe there is some kind of you know long-term progression plan for that to be rebooting popular old franchises which to be fair we all know and all sega fans know they've been neglected for far too long you know it's as much as it's amazing to play the games on you know the, the old hardware and you know and that's what you and i do frequently and a lot of other people as well but there's a whole new audience out there i think that Sega are missing out on reaching um, with that magic and I think if this super game does tie in to you know existing franchises and rebooting them then it'd be a great way to bring in you know bring in more fans younger fans as well but <laughs> just waiting in the whole the thing that never goes away and there's been talk it since we were away as well is the whole you know 
Microsoft need to buy Sega. Sega need to purchase by Microsoft. <laughs> like Sega sitting there going, <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're fine, mate. It's like, yeah, no. So I, that's my kind of t- I mean, I don't know what your kind of angle on the whole super game thing is. Yeah, uh, I really don't know what to think because I'd love for Jet Set Radio to come back. You know, if they are thinking of bringing it back, maybe that does mean that we may get Jet Set Radio future down the line. I don't know. Obviously, Jet Set Radio has come off stores now again. Uh, came off a while back. But yeah, I'd love a new Jet Set Radio. I'd love them to, you know, in the build-up to it, bring back the old ones, put them on as digital downloads on new platforms or whoever do it, do it as part of a collection, uh, a Jet Set Radio or a Dreamcast collection or an Xbox collection or whatever it is, a classic Sega collection. Because so many games from that era are just lost. Um, so yeah, if they brought back those two. But the thing that worries me is you're talking about a super game. This super game, for me, it just sounds like it's just going to be Sega's version of AAA or quadruple A, which we see these days. Um, going back to classic arcade Crazy Taxi would be absolutely perfect. But if you try and flesh that out into some sort of what, a, like a 40 hour campaign, you know. <laughs> hey, Gus, did you know that you got to get your taxi license? Oh, no, you got to get this cat out of a tree. You know, we don't want to do anything Has like that. Has anybody seen BD Joe here? I'm over here putting <laughs> fuel in my car. <laughs> you know, I. Axel, yo, Axel, man, where you been? I've been getting some hair gel, man. It's like, <laughs> I just, you know, how, how much can you flesh out these characters, you know? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. So, yeah, I don't know where the Super Game thing is going to go. I'd love to see those franchises come back. I mean, it's been 20 years. You talk about products at the time. It's been 20 years since you had a new Jet Set Radio, hasn't it? Jesus, it was a, wasn't it a Xbox launch game? Yeah. Was it, was it just was it a, a UK launch title? I think it was a UK one, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, because also was, there was a delay between the the US and, and we were the last region to get the original Xbox, so there's every chance it was. I I didn't I didn't get that one at launch anyway. I, I get Dead or Alive, um, Project Gotham, and Halo. We mind, but um, I definitely picked up G, uh, Jet Set Radio Future later on. But I. It'd be great to see it come back, but um, the way time's flying by, mate. Like Sega forever put these tweets out saying it's been. You know, there's other day, 31 years since Sonic came out on, on the Mega Drive <laughs> in Japan. I was all, I was 12, mate, and it, like, that feels like, you know, that that's just scary. Yeah, it was eight, eight. I was age eight when that came out. So it's no, was I was I eight? It was probably might have even been seven. Yeah, I would have been seven. All right, so, mate. All right. Oh dear. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> going. I remember doing a school assembly. And uh, I don't know why we had to say what what our favourite animal is. And I said, "My mum's a hedgehog because it's unlikely to be just like Sonic the Hedgehog from the game, <laughs> from the computer game." Actually, I we don't call them video games over here. We call them computer games. Yeah, my missus still tells me, Are "You playing on that bloody computer again?" <laughs> it's just trying to get asleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, thirty-one years of Sonic, but um. Well, we're talking of AAA, AAA Sonic games, Frontiers got revealed. I don't know if you saw anything about that. I've seen a wee bit of it. I've not paid kind of too much attention, mainly because I, I don't have a platform to play it. So, um, <laughs> so I'm not kind of going to talk to myself with something that I've got no means to play. But I've had a look at it. Um, kind of, you know, it's always the same modern day, you know, Twitter and social media and YouTube and all that kind of thing. Everybody's got an opinion. Some folks shitting on it, other folks saying it looks great. I mean, the art style, from what I've, I've seen of it, looks great. 
um, the open world concept, I think, is something that will be interesting to see how they, they implement it. Um, I mean, again, gorgeous looking. You would expect that for, for kind of modern games these days. Obviously, the power they've gotten, what you're expecting to do with it. But aye, it'll be interesting to see. I think there's a, a public gameplay. I forget the name of the show. It was yeah, Eurogamer. That's it. What's it called? Oh, uh, I can't, it was it was a tweet that went out. Play Expo? What's Play Expo? Is it that? Something like I can't admit the name just escapes me. I can see the logo in my head for the tweet, but um I there's going to be a, a playable build, so that'll be the kind of acid test for it to see, you know, once actual gamers get their hands on it to see what they think of it. But you know, it's it's that thing. I don't think Sonic's ever been fully accepted in 3D. Um there's there's no. always people looking to to nitpick at it at any attempts to do it to try and make it kind of better in 3D and obviously Sonic Mania came out and that sort of made people go see it should always be 2D that's where he belongs and that's where he's best <laughs> and, you know Sonic Mania was absolutely fantastic um, I've heard Big also talk that Sonic Mania 2 has been scrapped because of a, is that a falling out between Sega and the developers whether that's true I don't know mm, I've not uh, heard that um, but you know let's just see see how it goes here the, the play test goes it'll be if you know Sonic, Sonic, Sonic's fun, you know, that's yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, I, I think that they must be confident about it to an extent because all the press that came away that actually, I don't know if you saw the nonsense around it the fact that they, they only select people were allowed to play it at the, the not E3 sort of event that they had. I think what, what was the, the, the event that they had it at, but. They had like security around it, and they were like swiping people's phones away. They weren't allowed to record things of it. They were really terrible. And it, 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 there's just people just saying that, they, that 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 some of the bit demos they played were just like being streamed, and it was awful. They were so secretive about it. But if you had people play the native version, it sounded like they were really impressed by how it played. So I think Sega seemed to be fairly confident with it, especially if they're making it publicly playable. Um, so I'm hoping. I mean, I'm buying it anyway. I heard that it's coming out the same day as God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> oh, I'd I'd take Sonic over yeah. Kratos any day. Um, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I mean, I'd, I'd love to play God of War too because of the way uh, obviously the the first one ended and there was one of my highlights of a last generation story wise anyway. But um, you know, Sonic or listening to seven or eight hours of boy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I saw the God of War release date is like a couple of weeks before my birthday. For well, that's the birthday present. So it'll get the PS4 version. Thank you very much. I'm not getting the extra tenner for the PS5 because I don't have the console. I'm not buying one anytime soon. But so uh, yeah, <laughs> when uh, when I saw the rumor that Sonic was coming out the same day, it was kind of that meme with the distracted boyfriend. Kratos, <laughs> Kratos was behind, snarling, <laughs> me looking at Sonic Frontiers. But it's, it, I think it looks. I think it looks good. Um, like the art stuff. It's one of these ones where Sonic seems to want to be in a in a real world. Uh, kind of kind of worrying comp- comparisons to 06, where it tries to be hyper realistic. But how do you make a, a blue hedgehog hyper realistic? <laughs> well, I mean, they, they could kind of angle it down. I mean, it worked well in the movie. You know, they also yeah. they put Sonic in a kind of real world environment, and obviously, um, I, I, I've not seen Sonic two yet, um, but I, I thought the first film was great fun. So, um, if they tried to maybe even work it around that kind of idea or that sort of style, yeah. you know. Um, that'd be great. I mean, the thing you said about them being really secretive, that, see that in itself and having security and swatting phones away and stuff like that. Um, I think that in itself 
the way things are will breed negativity because people will read into that and say, oh, they were scared or they're, they're trying to kind of micromanage the, you know, what people see and what people share. But, you know, um, if it's got to the stage where they've got a public build that they're quite happy for folk to literally get their hands on, um, then that can only bode well. Um, I'm not going to sit and, and shit on a game that I've never played, you know, yeah. um, or even seen any kind of final you know, proper gameplay of. So, I right, let's just see what they come out with it. Certainly, for what I've seen, limited wise, um, it does look interesting. I just it'll be interesting to see how they actually implement the whole open world thing and what the kind of level structure looks like and and how they kind of manage that aspect of it. But I, any yeah. you saw it, it's good, mate. The, the Switch part version was actually the most impressive trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still have a Switch, or is that going? No, that's gone, mate. I just that gathered dust. I I, I used it to play Virtual Racing and Outrun, um, and then we had that Mario pack. In the, I played a wee bit of Mario boo. Sunshine again. And I'm like, <laughs> I boo, and I was like, Nah, this is. I'm sorry. I've that's the thing, right? And I'm not. I'm not just saying this because obviously it's a Radio Sega show, and I've made it. We've mentioned Radio Sega up to this point. We're back at oh. Radio Sega, by the way. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry, Viper. <laughs> 20 in Resident SD sitting going, are we getting a mention here, by the way? <laughs> We're giving you the airtime. He's a mention. Um, but I, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> they, they were talking about Mario and... Uh, aye, yeah. that was it, mate. Aye, aye, I know it might be a kind of Sega podcast on Radio Sega and we're Sega fans and stuff like that, but um, Nintendo is just... Their consoles is I've, I've bought didn't have a SNES, I bought a GameCube, I bought a Wii, and the Wii gets sold towards a PS3 because it was guff. Um and then I've had to switch and I get rid of that. So their games have just never personally resonated with me. Like I'm not saying they're bad games, but they just don't have any appeal. Because I, I grew up in that kind of era where you longed for the arcade in the home, and that's what Sega obviously gave me. Um, as, as a gamer at that time growing up but I've just Mario just annoys me um, I've, I could never I mean could never get into Metroid I'm, I'm sorry I can't I mean I know Sonic whoop dling, you know that kind of stuff but some wee fat Italian plumber and his brother jumping about going woohoo it's a me <laughs> no it's Metroid I enjoyed Metroid Prime for half an hour and I get bored of that um, Mario Kart's Mario Kart I don't know how many times you can rehash that and, and Zelda's just never held my interest at all. Um as beautiful as Breath of the Wild looks. Um so I it's just never the Nintendo stuff's never ever ever interested me at all. So I it's one hundred percent pure retro on your perspective now. Yes, I mate that's me. I'm 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 literally I've got more G Xbox, um my Mega Drive that you kindly sent me. Um my Saturn and my Dreamcast and literally and that's the thing mate, I can I be brutally honest, I don't miss having a modern console. I don't sit there and, and pine for one like and go, oh, I wish I had that, I wish I could play this. And maybe at some point in time something, maybe Sonic Frontiers, might make me want to get one again. Um but if I ever did jump back in, um I wouldn't go down getting a Series X again. I would probably just get an S again. Um and just get the kind of the entry level. Um because that's the one thing I will say is that having had both the S and the X you can see the benefits that the X brings in terms of its extra power, and that'll obviously, you know, 
stretch its legs as the generation goes on, and I think we're in for a very, very long generation because oh, yeah. we're, we're, we're only now, I think, just about to exit the the period of, you know, reboots and remasters and, you know, updates and making old games look kind of more recent. I think we're about to come out of that kind of period, and that's us almost two years in. Um, so maybe whenever the newer games come out and start to stretch their legs a bit on the new hardware, that maybe the S might have to scale back a wee bit. But from having both, um, I, I, I genuinely can't sing the praises of the S high enough. It gets shot on an awful lot by trolls and fanboys on social media. It's a wonderful bit of kit for 250 quid. And if you go on Facebook Marketplace, they're literally selling them for 160, 170 quid. You can pick one up for dirt cheap. Um, and for the money they cost, the experience you get is is absolutely fantastic. So if I ever did go back down, I'd probably just pick up a VS again at some point. But at this moment, I'm not looking for anything kind of current gen. PlayStation 5 is literally not on my radar, and I don't think it will be. Um, I might borrow a PS4 off a pal to play God of War 2 at some point, but I certainly wouldn't put my hand in my pocket for one again. So I am, I am totally... Totally retro these days. That's that's that. Sega Rally is still king. Uh, I took part in <laughs> I took part in um, Sharka's um, time trial. They do the splash wave racing kind of every week. There's a new game, and it was Sega Rally. And I, I very arrogantly thought oh, I can totally boss this, and somebody actually beat me by a, a reasonable margin. I, I, I just failed to get into the 52 seconds on, <laughs> on a lap in desert. Someone got 52.85. I finished on 53.04, if I remember. So, uh, but it was great fun, you know, yeah. um, just playing that, that lap round and round, you know. Big shout out to Jason <laughs> Madison, by the way, who has only had a Saturn for a few months and he finished in the top three. He beat me. I mean, I, I beat him for like about half an hour and he must have seen... <laughs> Mate, he told me on he told me in WhatsApp he played that for three hours a day. Oh wow! <laughs> he's he's hooked I've, I've on an hour once or twice I, what, during that whole week. Yep, he's he's hooked on his Saturn, mate. He's absolutely loving it. Um, so great to see that he he kind of feels now he's got a wee bit of a connection with the game just because of that whole community aspect and that kind of wee competition that Sharka ran so you know big shout out to Sharka for running these these kind of um, splash wave racing challenges every week um, it's Gran Turismo this week on PS1 so I can't take part because I don't have that so um, if it's Daytona or Sega Touring Car or anything like that, like that then I'll be <laughs> I'll be back on it <laughs> yeah I thought it was Grand Turismo. I've just not had a chance to play this week, but yeah, oh, that, that, it was great fun. Um, I wish I could have played it a bit more. I would have liked to to get further up, but uh, I think I hit a ceiling with my with my time. I was glad to get under under fifty four. I don't think I've ever got that fast before, so I was I was pleased. But uh, yeah, it's it's good that you've gone all retro, mate, because you know you don't really need much more. The thing is, I've got the I've got the Series X, and just to echo what you were saying about the Series S, it's absolutely incredible. I bought one. A few months back to take on holiday with me uh to take to my mum's because I was staying up there for a bit while a few things were, were happening around the house and stuff and uh I, I picked it up for 160 quid off ebay i think i got it delivered to my mum's <laughs> and, and uh <laughs> yeah it's it's uh it's an amazing bit of kit i absolutely love it uh i'm pretty much well into the xbox ecosystem with game pass and all of that stuff so it's been perfect but the thing is mate my current my currently played list uh is 
I play Dragon Ball Fighters a lot because of my son. Um, he he put uh, about thirty hours in the other week to try and to try and beat me, and he can do some insane combos, but I can still beat him, which sends him absolutely loopy now. But he's he's going to throttle me at that game the other side at one point. <laughs> but the games that I'm playing at the moment <laughs> are Mighty Goose, which I love, which is like a a metal slug clone but with a goose and a mech suit, which is hilarious and silly, but also a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I'm playing Sonic Origins. <laughs> Because, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. I ended up just buying the pre-release, pre-order pack for all the extras to, uh, to play those games again, which I already own on about four different formats. Um, but uh, it's 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 really good though. But yeah, so I'm playing. I'm playing a clone of like a Neo Geo game. I'm playing uh, a collection of, of of Sega games from the Mega Drive era. And uh, the last game I've been banging my head against the wall trying to beat is Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> Ninja Gaiden Sigma, which was on the Xbox, which is an original Xbox game. So I've got these, I've got these, these, these current gen consoles. I'm just playing old games on them, except for fighters. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, that's that's the thing, you know. It's like that. That's that. It's, I think it's because the the last gen Xbox wise, especially, I think was quite kind of underpowered. I think because where the way PC graphics tech went, it jumped that far ahead at such a point in time that it was too expensive to mass produce. So what we got with PS4 and Xbox One were these basically, you know, mobile class CPUs that gimped basically gimped them. Um we didn't get the kind of jump that we, we should have got. And I think one I think these new machines are what technically we, we kind of should have got last time round. But yeah. the well, we're, it's very standardised now in terms of across the board the way PC and consoles now exist with the kind of Zen two and our DNA and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, the, the Ryzen chipsets and stuff like that. So, it's um, it was very standardised now. But I, it's just I, I just um, think it's funny that we we get we buy these four hundred and fifty quid powerhouse machines and then go what we're we going to play put Sonic on. Yeah, I mean, so I, I really like sorry Sonic Origins. I know it's got a few flaws, but I, but I absolutely love it. But yeah, it's <laughs> that Ninja Gaiden Sigma. Um, uh, I love and hate at the same time, though. <laughs> I think yeah, you it's, sent it's... me a, a video. Of you spamming a boss. Oh, yeah, I got the ump with it. I got so raging with it that by the end, I just thought, right, I'm just going to use my Nimpo, 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 and then use my elixirs to restore my Nimpo, then Nimpo, Nimpo, and just spammed it. And I didn't have anything. Oh, I'm on the next bit of the game now, and I've got no elixirs or anything to to. to keep me up so it's i haven't played it for a little while <laughs> but oh <laughs> man that game but i'm further than i've ever got with the original ninja garden that i had on the xbox and ninja garden black uh which oh, i had a little while back so um I'm about i'm just past halfway through it and it's meant to get a little bit easier as you get through so i'm on this bit with some tanks and they one shot at me and that was the last time i played it i just turned it off in in disgust and uh <laughs> launched the controller <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did that playing my son on the Dragon Ball fighting game. <laughs> oh. I've, I've had to mellow out a bit now because he's getting to the point where he's he's, he's beating me at stuff. See, I remember when I used to play my uncle at Street Fighter 2 and he used to he used to sit there and moan, Are you gonna let me out the corner? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Ken. <laughs> come come yeah. come back next Thursday. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so my my son's like he's he's been practicing a lot. He's been playing all like ranked online and stuff. So he's been he's been getting he's been getting good at it. But um, 
it's like if he gets me in a combo, he'll juggle me for absolutely ages and take most of my life bar off. But uh, him getting me in a combo, I just I still got that old instinct and reflexes on him. So just you know, thirty years of playing Street Fighter Two and other fighting games, <laughs> muscle but, memory uh, kicks in. Yeah, but he'll, he'll he'll own me at some point. But yeah, there we go. But um, yeah, um, yeah, Sonic Origins is good. Um, Ninja Garden is good. Um, so busy month for Sonic. Busy, busy year for Sonic, isn't it? Yeah, the second movie's on Sky soon. I think I saw it was on the Sky Store. Yeah, I think it's it was on a, a trailer for Sky uh, Cinema. So I think it's coming on. Um, like just going very soon. I Spider Man No Way Home was last week's, so I don't think yeah, it Sonic's was. too far off. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely catch that one there. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, uh, I can't wait to see it again. I saw it in the cinema um, with my kids and everything, and I saw, actually saw it. I think I, I wrote in a blog about it. Um, I saw it with my mum as well. So me, the wife, three kids, and my mum all went to see it. Um, and everyone, everyone, everyone <laughs> really mean... enjoyed it. <laughs> everyone really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So even my mum was like, oh, "That was that was pretty good." So yeah, it's 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 really uh, really sticks to the games in a lot of ways, which is really really cool. It's not like the old Super Mario Brothers film or somebody oh. ever. It's even a Street Fighter movie. Remember what that was like? Oh <laughs> Christ, that was so bad, man. Honestly. <laughs> Sean Claude Van Damme is Gail. Jesus Christ! Oh, it's 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 one of those that's so bad it's good now. I think the, the memes make it. Um, what, it no, so I still shout out the occasional Bison line. It's like um, my son's got his game over slippers, so I end up sometimes randomly shouting, "Game over!" <laughs> 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 or the uh, oh. For you, the day Bison came to your village was the most important day of your life. But to me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> it was Tuesday. I... Yeah. There's that bit with Zangief when the, 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 the car's hurtling towards where they are. And he goes, ah, quick, change the channel. So much cheese, man. Oh, it's brilliant. It's one of those, the, the the dial goes all the way down to zero and pops back at ten. It's <laughs> but no, Sonic, Sonic, Sonic. I mean, Sonic movie twos. It's not the greatest film you're going to see, but it's definitely. I think it's definitely the best video game adaptation. Um, so that was really good. I think it's still yet to come out in Japan. So That's be on Sky. It's, it's branded as Sonic vs Knuckles uh, in Japan as well. Yeah, yeah. I think Mr. Naka is excited about seeing it. Oh, I don't well. think he's seen it yet. <laughs> he's been he's been around a lot, hasn't he? While we've been gone, ah, <laughs> uh, he's uh, he's he's certainly made his, himself um, very very publicly noticeable on Twitter. <laughs> just fuck, was it for a, a picture of the crew that made nights? And he just literally took a screenshot of the photograph, activated the the the, the pen, and just coloured it something. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, now to Ashima. He just he just scrubbed him out of the photo. It's the sort of thing I expect my daughter to do on face on on like Instagram or something. Not, Aye. not you, uh, not not Yuji Naka. But uh, I mean, I'm not he came your friend out, anymore. Yeah, I mean, he came out about uh, Balan Wonderworld, didn't he? Uh, was the first thing as he said. Obviously, that game game came out, and that was lambasted, and that was a bit of a disaster. 
Um, and then he came out saying about how he was suing Square Enix and he'd been taken off the project for six months before the end because he didn't want to release it because he wanted to do more work. And then he, uh, and then he said, yeah, I think he blamed uh, Oshima for uh, for stabbing him in the back, <laughs> apparently. Uh, so that's why that's why he made him look like Darth Vader in the in the front of the Sonic, in front of the Knights picture, even though them two were on they worked together on games for what ten years. Aye, <laughs> together. I mean, and there was. Got- there was loads of folk um, like kind of calling him out for his past behaviour as well, and he was just swatting them all away. <laughs> I, I love him because he gives gives zero shits. <laughs> I mean, he, he, really, I, I, he generally doesn't care. I, I'm just on his Twitter just now, um, and I'm just was laughing. Someone obviously mentioned, you know, Chris Sen, you know, who worked on who worked on. Um, was it the the Sonic Extreme? Yeah, partly was on that, and you know it's basically you know Chris Sen who worked on the game did an interview and called this a rumor, and then it's a whole thing about you know, um, you know Naka's son was angry that Extreme tried to use a Knights engine and he didn't want to share it, and it was all that kind of stuff, and he just replied when the Knights I programmed was coded in full coded in full yeah. scratch assembly, so there is no way I could share that engine with people who are making it in C because they don't understand it and the documentation doesn't exist. All these people who tell you these stories are liars. <laughs> 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 well, there you go. And then he came out. He came out uh, a couple of months ago around uh, Sonic Origins, didn't he? And said, "Oh, I can't, be- I can't believe they're not using the original Sonic Three soundtrack. I thought they were good. They were working well with Ma- with Michael Jackson because they had some sort of Michael <laughs> Jackson reference elsewhere." And I was like, "What? People <laughs> 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 have been, you know, what twenty odd years? People have been scrubbing away and investigating all these things. And he just comes out and says that, just like, oh, he's unreal. He's hilarious. Aye, oh. <laughs> zero shits, Gavin. Just speaks his mind. <laughs> you gotta love it." You gotta love it. I think one last thing to to talk about before we, that's happened while we were away, mate, was um was Bernie Stolar passing, which uh which I saw. Was a yeah, shock. yeah. I mean, it's I was that was a shock to see. Um, you know, obviously, you know, he's he's notorious for the 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 US launch of the Dreamcast and you know putting that team together that that launched that system over there and and obviously Peter Moore kind of came in whenever you know Bernie was for whatever reason whether he walked or he was fired for whatever reason um and the the launch went down at that time as as the most successful you know twenty four hours in 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 modern kind of entertainment history in terms of sales the money that they brought in for it so he certainly has a place um, in, in Sega's history. Um, you know, I've, I've seen the kind of term Sega legend being kind of thrown around and I don't, I don't think he was given the kind of, the way the Dreamcast sort of obviously went and things like that and the hardware was pretty much obviously already, you know, set and already had launched in Japan. I know um, there was a kind of the talk that Bernie had kind of obviously pushed for the inclusion of a modem as opposed to a DVD drive. I don't know to what level he was involved in the kind of actual R&D of the system before it launched in Japan to be involved in those discussions. But, um, you know, he certainly was instrumental in putting together Sega's most successful Western launch anyway, even though he was let go shortly beforehand. The team was already in place and and ready to go and and Peter Moore just kind of picked up the baton and, and ran with it. But really sad to see you know, somebody of that kind of caliber, um, 
you know, pass away and obviously condolences to his, his family and friends that, you know, he, he's obviously left us. But, um, you know, he doesn't just leave a Sega legacy. You know, he obviously was heavily involved in the formation of, of Sony Computer Entertainment America. Um, you know, he was very big at bringing on third parties, which is something that he did do well whenever he, he came over to, to Sega of America. He, he was very instrumental in kind of rebuilding those bridges with retailers, which was obviously heavily damaged because of the, the kind of early launch of the Saturn and retailers like KB Toys basically never ever stocked the Saturn and he got them back on board. He, he got third parties to come in. He was the man who told EA to jog on, um, which <laughs> I'll always give him very very high praise for that you know obviously you tried to think to sort of bully sega a wee bit and say you know we'll, we'll give your sports games but we want you know to be the exclusive sports franchise on dreamcast and Bernie's like well no we've just bought you know visual concepts we've got these great 2k games coming out and we're happy to have them so if you want us to drop them to support you then we're not going to do that and ea took their ball and went so literally good pun not intended um so yeah <laughs> really really sad to see a, a kind of someone who's been kind of instrumental in a, a format that we grew up with, a Sega format we grew up with to pass away. So uh, condolences once again to, to Bernie's family and friends. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, mate. He's always been a divisive and somewhat controversial figure in the Sega community, but I don't think anyone can... I mean, we've had our criticisms of stuff that he did oh, in the past, but I yeah. don't think anyone could really dispute the the, the impact that he had on Sega whether it was with his legacy with the Dreamcast and 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 things that he did, as you, as you so aptly covered there, mate, uh, incredibly sad. Uh, just uh, just time moving on, and yeah, it's just another sign of that. That's why we got to hold treasure that what we've got with this hobby of ours, treasure who we've got around us, uh, mm-hmm. and again, condolences to his family. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a busy few months while we've been gone, mate. Uh, quite a lot, quite a lot happening. Uh, it has, mate. I it's, it's uh, kind of like sticking the the tool back in the water a wee bit and see what the temperatures like into it. It's, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> do we just do we just cannonball straight in, or do we, do we <laughs> tread softly and kind of take our time? But um, no, it's it's great to be to be back on talking. You know, I say we obviously keep in touch on WhatsApp and send each other kind of voice clips and kind of daft jokes and picture messages and kind of gab about things, but. Um, that that kind of chance to sit and just talk about you know the, the games and the company that we love is is something I've I've really missed. Well, I will. I think maybe with mate, we were we'll leave that there. So just it goes without saying. Uh, massive thanks to to Radio Sega and Viper and the crew just for not only just having us back, but for for hosting the Sega guys during our during our hiatus because uh, they've kept they've kept it kept kept it alive. Meant that. New listeners can come on and uh, uh, listen to our old stuff. You know the the old janky stuff, like you say, James. And yeah, they've uh, they've been as as much as a, a part of keeping Sega guys alive and getting us back as as you and I, mate. Right then, so you can catch us as always. You can catch me at Swooper underscore D. You can catch James at the Segaholic. You can catch the Sega Guys account at Sega Guys. You'll be hearing us from us again very very soon. Take care. See you on the Sega side. See ya!